I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome back. Back again, riding solo, and I'm here to talk top five Predator comics. So, franchise about hunting aliens who aren't really predators because they're more hunters... Yeah, so we're going to talk about them. Now, the other week I talked about the best kind of Aliens comics. Now, I think Predator has not got as many good, really good ones, I'll be honest. I think with Aliens, because it's set in the future, there's a lot more places you can go with it, more kind of stories you can tell. I think with Predator, it is mostly kind of mano e mano um, or mano e predator i guess um kind of match very macho hunting hunters kind of that those kind of stories and i think some of the better predator stories work when they are not purely just that um obviously there's a fair bit of kind of that in within the films and within the I mean, the last film, The Predator, they did try and expand it a little bit, made it make it more of a kind of a universe-building type franchise thing, which worked or and or didn't work, depending on how you felt about the film. I thought it was not amazing. There's stuff I like about it, but I didn't think it was all that good. Um, but I think, for me, like the less resources the, the humans have to battle the Predators with... I always find that more interesting. I know the first film, they've got these massive machine guns and chain guns and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then eventually they lose it. But the best bit for me of the film is when Arnie's alone and he's having to mud up and he's he's using that human ingenuity and, and survival instinct to defeat the Predator. Because, he again, the Predator loses all his weapons as well. And then it's just down to the two of them. And I think that's more interesting when the stories have kind of, they have less ability to kill the Predator, but they have to come up with a way to do it, like traps or something like that. I really like the movie and and I don't mind Predator 2 and I liked Predators as well. I thought that was pretty cool kind of uh, spin on the original movie. Apart from that, Aliens vs. Predator is okay. The first one-ish has its moments. Um, second one, no. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, yeah, so I re- I do really like. I know I'm kind of saying that it's not as good as the Alien franchise, which it isn't to be fair. But I think there's a lot of fun you can have with the Predator franchise as well. A lot of things, the comics again, the comics really expand the universe as as per the Alien comics. They really go in and kind of find new ways of telling these stories. But I think, again, they're mostly set in modern day, these stories. So, and I think that's, they've kind of missed a trick uh, in the movies by not making them like period pieces. Like, I would love to see a Predator film, like, set in the 
right in the middle of Vietnam during the Vietnam War, or, you know, or one set in, like, a feudal Japan. Something like that would be fantastic, and, I th- and you'll see some of that within my choices that I've made here. I like the character, I like the design, I like the vocals by uh, Peter Cullen of Optimus Prime fame came up with the vo- vocals. Um, I think the design's good. I believe it was Stan Winston, I want to say. I'm pretty sure it's Stan Winston. And... I like the kind of backstory that John Claude Van Damme was going to play, like a lizardy kind of alien chameleon thing, and then he quit and obviously was redesigned and stuff. So it's got it's got a really juicy kind of history and made even more fascinating when they did kind of include it in the Alien versus Predator mythos when they slammed those two franchises together. Big fan of those stories, and I'm going to look at them sooner or later. Um, I just need to finish reading a few more just to kind of get a, a good gist of what they're best. Because there's not as many as you would think with Alien vs. Predator comics. There's not as many as Predator or Alien um, to compare against, so it's a bit of a harder job for me. Um, but yeah, let's get started. I want to talk top five Predator comics. So these are the ones you want to look out for. There'll be a few more honourable mentions as well, as per usual. But let's start here with... Number one, or number five, rather, uh, Big Game. Um, And this is featured in Dark Horse's Predator Omnibus Volume 2. Again, you can find these books online on Comixology, um, or you can buy them directly or digitally from Dark Horse, I believe, as well. And you can find the singular issues, you can find the the physical graphic novels. You know, take your pick. I I prefer to get the omnibuses because it's got a few more kind of stories in there anyway. Um, So this was written by, it's a big game written by John Arcudi with art by Evan Dorkin. So this features a, a Native American soldier who's, uh, who struggles in the kind of military. He's, for lack of a better word, treated very poorly and, you know, offensively. People are offensively racist to him because he's a Native American and they, you know, they make fun of him. And, like, due to all these kind of issues and him not rising up in the ranks and him not being all he can be and not having the opportunity to be all that he can be within this kind of very white kind of military group he's you know he's an alcoholic and he has this this huge kind of amazing kind of native american heritage which is explored in these stories it's really fascinating one of the better bits or parts of this story he does come back in several other stories in the in the future as well it's uh, Corporal Enoch Nakai is his name. He kind of, when he got to a kind of age, he's like a teenager. He's like, I'm going, you know, I'm going off to the army. I'm going to join the army. And his, his grandfather's very mystical and kind of um, cult- culturally well within that kind of uh, that tribal world that he lives in. He's very much, uh, he honours that culture, um, for lack of a better word. But he kind of, that's... All he's about is his culture and what he does. This army base is, you know, just regular army base doing what it what it's doing. And then all of a sudden, guess what? A predator comes down. Uh, so uh, a Yautja, as is their race name, if you're unfamiliar. Yautjas. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yautja, maybe? Who knows? Who knows? Somebody write in and tell me how to pronounce the predator's race. Please do. I need help. <laughs> So he he basically is a, I think he's out on a patrol or he's uh, he's manning a gun or a, a, a part of the base and they get attacked by a predator his whole team is killed and he survives miraculously he survives and gets uh, back to the base he's like you're not going to believe me this is crazy but this happened this happened he's dead that happened there's an alien 
and they're like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, whatever, whatever. And then again, treat him very poorly, yet again. And then the the army goes to check, just just to be sure. Uh, and then they find the alien spaceship and the, the Predator spaceship and they take it. They nick it, uh, which is quite brazen, really, for for the army. Uh, <laughs> considering they don't know what's out there, like, oh yeah, let's get some of that technology. They're always it's these things. They're always like, oh, alien technology could do so much with that. Uh, make so much money, um, just like old um, Whaling Utani in the uh, in the previous podcast. Um, so yeah, so he, they take it back to the army base, and then they basically kick Nakai out because they're like, we don't need him on the base. Uh, we don't particularly like him anyway, um, and if he gives out any of this kind of information, you know, we could be ruined. I mean, surely you would lock him up as opposed to just let him go, because he could still like tell the press and stuff. But I guess they thought he was some sort of some kind of like honor bound thing, uh, maybe. But yeah. So and while they're investigating the spaceship, the predator comes back and's like, uh, "What the fuck? Where's my ship?" Um, so he he nukes his own ship. There's a nuclear device in his ship, and he wipes out the entirety of the army base. Everybody's dead. Nakai's not there. He's down another town, two towns away or something. He's not even aware this has happened. I'm I'm sure you would probably hear and or notice a big nuclear explosion. But there you go. There you go. It's, but yeah, he's he's a really cool character. I really like Nakai in this, and he's really troubled. And and I find that a lot in these kind of stories, a lot of the kind of predator stories, they are very kind of troubled people, troubled heroes, or um, you know they've they've seen things and done things that they'd rather not talk about. Um, you know they've got demons and skeletons in the closet. But basically, Nakai goes back to the base where he finds out that it's no longer there and tries to convince everybody else that there's a monster out there, an alien out there, or a demon. And that's when his kind of his culture and heritage comes back into it. And and he starts seeing it like all these stories his grandfather used to tell him and things like that. It was like maybe they are real. Maybe this is this is it. Maybe this is what my ancestors talked about for hundreds of years. So yeah, so he, it's a great moment because he basically just rocks up and shoots a bazooka at it. It's fantastic. The artwork's really really good as well. It's very kind of um, late eighties early nineties ish style, but it but it works. It makes the predator look terrifying, massive. And it gets it gets quite injured the like the predator throughout this kind of like slowly but surely gets quite injured even kills some cattle I remember and there's a there's a great bit as well where the predator like learns how to use an M16 rifle so he's just like just mowing soldiers down as well but it's it's fantastic but again he's left alone like entirely alone and he has to figure out a way to defeat the predator because he has no he's got i think he's got a gun and maybe a couple of grenades or something and he basically just starts trying to he tries to lead him into a trap again i won't spoil it too much but he tries to lead him into a trap because he knows the area and he feels like um the spirits are with him the his ancestors are with him in this fight um it is hunter versus hunter again the hunter has become the hunted in this story but he's a really cool character and it's really nice to see again like i talked the other week about um danny moonstar daniel moonstar it's great to see kind of native american representation in, in comics whenever we can get it and it's really quite quite a good book and and he's a he's a Navajo, so he comes from like the Navajo tribe of of Native Americans. And honestly, that's probably why this story kind of 
I find it more fascinating because it's it's a culture that I'm not that versed with, and I think that makes it all the more interesting for me. Um, but again, it has everything you want in a Predator story. It's got you know machine guns going off. It's got you know fighting against these alien creatures. It's like again mano e mano, very much like very much like uh, the first Predator film and several others. Um, but it, you know it has its own spins and its own takes, and and it, it's it's a unique kind of vision for the predator comics and i highly recommend this one it's a lot of fun and just just get on it just get on that one because it's a lot a lot a lot a lot i love it a lot i love it a lot (laughs) so yeah so that is that was big game from predator omnibus volume two or again you can buy it on its own so next one is bad blood in a predator omnibus volume three so this is actually written by the previous artist in the previous book so evan dorkin and the art on this one is by derek thompson some in some ways the predator films don't highlight a lot of the kind of predator culture and in some ways, I think that's a good thing. And in some ways, I kind of wish they'd just tell us a little bit more about them or give us a bit more of an insight. Uh, I know the kind of latest one did a bit more. The Predator did a bit more with that. And, you know, it worked and didn't work, you know, on, on various levels. But I find it quite fascinating, that kind of hunter, um, you know, kind of almost tribal way that they view their world. That's their, you know, this is their religion, their outlook, their... The, the way they handle themselves, where they conduct themselves, the rules and regulations they have for hunting. What's really fascinating about this book is that we get a predator that is just... It's the Ted Bundy of predators. It is a basically a serial killer. He will kill anything, any and all things. It won't be like... There won't be any hunting involved or stalking. It is just like mass killing. and It's, it's not like a one-on-one type thing. There's no honour there anymore because he is a psychotic predator which is even more terrifying than a regular predator just an apeshit batshit crazy predator is you know will that will use his weapons and will use whatever he's got and will doesn't care and has that maniacal manic bloodlust that only kind of serial killer could have so he lands on earth and it is not and he lands in the middle of a i think it's a paintball it's a paintball kind of place where they where people go and there's all these um all these people that are there on a kind of a, a business kind of outing um kind of like a bonding uh you know whatever um so so yeah so we see that He's arrived and... Oh, that's it. It's in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. That's it. So this paintball range, which is quite a disturbing area. I think that's where the the legend of the Jersey Devil comes from, which comes up in this, and they they describe him as the Jersey Devil. They think he is the Jersey Devil, um, which is really quite interesting. Again, another bit of kind of culture. And again, it's a lot like the Alien comics, when the Aliens comics, where they relate, you know, these, these aliens and these creatures and things to, like, demons and myths and legends and urban legends. Um, and I find that fascinating as well, so that's really cool. So he, start, he starts this killing spree at the paintball camp, and he kills like in this book he kills like 50 plus people like if you are looking for like if you wanted to watch a slasher movie because that's effectively what predator is effectively is a slat an alien slasher movie um it's just that all the soldiers are well trained and have weaponry like that's the only difference you know they've taken the college or the high school kids and just gone right hardcore fucking soldiers and marines and what have you you know beef absolute beefcakes 
you know, and that, and that kind of ups the ante as well. It's not like a you know a skinny skinny teen or a, you've got Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers. You know, there's some guy with a knife is not going to take those guys down. This is like the ultimate killing machine. So yeah, so he just like obliterates everybody. You know, in in most in Predator in Predator Law, they basically. Obviously, it's about the game, and uh, and if they don't have any weapons, they tend not to kill you. And you know they have they have rules and regulations that have been put in place, and and that's and that's it. And uh, and this guy just doesn't give a fuck. Um, so um, the predators actually send like a cop after him, and uh, and basically they. Uh, it's kind of like it, it becomes predator versus predator um which is it's a great little matchup as well but the guy who ran the paintball camp is also like ex-cia so he's he's used to kind of missions and stuff and he the the whole paintball camp is taken over by a previous colleague who he didn't like or a boss he didn't like and he basically gets these other guys out of retirement his friends and they're like right we're gonna go kill this thing i've i've encountered this thing we're gonna go kill it um and i don't care but yeah, it's it's just a great read. It's just an absolute kind of slobber knocker of of a of a predator story. So much happens, so much is going on, and the artwork is so good. I, I think this is probably might probably be my favourite artwork in the book, and, and, and it lends itself. I mean, Evan Dorkin probably could have drawn this as well, but I think his style was better suited for the previous story. In this story, it's just absolute balls to the wall craziness. Predator versus predator people having limbs severed left and right you know it's a very different story but it is a mad mad story that kind of fits and the artwork fits that that madness and that you know crazy kind of mentality that this bad blood predator they call they call i think now after this story they call them bad blood if they if they're basically predator criminals they become what they call bad blood predators but i really recommend this one it's a lot of fun um it's just brutal like from the get-go utterly brutal this is the the jason Voorhees of predators is in this book and he's just it's just great it's just so so fantastic and it's a you know it's 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 nice to get a, a further glimpse into the predator culture lifestyle religion you know it's all the it's all kind of tied into one another and, and there's a great bit where the well I won't spoil it I, I won't spoil it I don't want to spoil any more of this than I absolutely have to um but that's a really really good story so check that one out as well um next up so this is number 3 this is Nemesis, so Omnibus Volume 4. Um, so this is written by Gordon Rennie and with art by Colin McNeil. So you know what I was saying about the kind of... the They should, you know, take it back further in history, go the opposite way with the Predator movies, you know, like a like an X-Men first class type thing, you know, put it, put it as a period piece. You know, that is where you go, I think. I think that is the idea. That's the same, the same way I feel about James Bond because he's, you know... There's, you know, there's problems with James Bond. You know, the original writer, he was never meant to be likable. He's meant to be a womanizer. He's meant to be a bit, you know, not a great person. I think he would fit better back in the 60s if you did a, a series of James Bond films. I think that would work better because we would understand why he's such an arsehole because that's the, the culture he grew up in, the, the way he was, you know, believed. He's a killer, you know. Um, so I feel the same about the Predator movies. I think take it further back, you know, make it a period piece. So in the in Predator 2, we see that the Predators have been visiting us since 
1718, which is a which is a comic book actually that almost made the list in the finale of Predator Two. Danny, uh, Danny Glover's character is handed a a gun from 1718, saying, effectively saying that we the Predators have been coming here to Earth since then. We've always been here. So that story is about kind of like a pirate and they kind of team up. Um, it's about treasure and stuff. It's a very short story, but it's still very good. And the artwork is fantastic. So uh, search that one out as well. But so they've been coming back way, way, way before, you know, the 1980s or when, wherever that, whenever that story is set. This is set, believe it or not, in Victorian London. So the the Diogenes Diogenes Club, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, basically ask a, a former soldier, Captain Soames, to hunt down a serial killer named Spring Heeled Jack, which is, I, I believe, based on a, on a kind of myth as well, or, um, you know, kind of very much Jack the Ripper type thing. Um, so they've asked, they've asked them to, to do that, to, to do the police work, to chase it up. And surprise, surprise, it's a predator. And Captain Soames has encountered a predator before back in India when he served in India. Um, and he, he remembers the, the terror and the, and the fear. And then again, he manages to escape. I think he's, he's quite cowardly and runs away at that point. But now he's, he discovers, they, they find the ship. They find the ship in a kind of a sewer system because they manage the, the ship can go underwater and then into the sewer system. But then the, when the tide goes out, you can, you can get to the ship. Um, so he kind of sets a trap um, for that for the predator, but it's a great proper matchup because like Captain Stones is a big guy and he's wearing this huge top hat. He's got this massive kind of handlebar moustache going on as well. And again, the set changing the setting, you know, making it a period piece just makes Predator more interesting for me. You're like, there's this great um, splash page of the Predator against like the London skyline, you know, in kind of celebration of its kill. And and you, know, you can see the skyline. And it just makes for some really gorgeous visuals, um, which you don't see. You know, I'd love to see that in a movie. Why not do that movie? Make that movie. Um, again, all of these alien comics and all these Predator comics would make great movies, but they don't ever seem to go and look at a comic and go, wow, that was a great inspiration. That was a cool story. Apart, apart from Alien vs. Predator, which I don't I don't know how far they looked into the comics. But yeah, I just think, why not? And he's got this massive blunderbuss and he's firing at the Predator. It's a really, really good story. Another excellent story. Um, what's really interesting as well is that it features a couple of kind of it's it's set in a world where Sherlock Holmes exists because not only is Mycroft Holmes in the story, it also has Inspector Lestrade. So we could have effectively seen Sherlock Holmes versus the Predator, and I'd I'd be up for that. If yeah, why not? It could be like a kind of a Hound of the Baskervilles type thing, maybe. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I yeah I I think it was fantastic I think it's really well written the artwork is is really clean and crisp um and it fits this particular story um it's a very, again very short I think it's only about a couple of issues the covers are really nice as well really gorgeous covers but yeah it's nice to see a, a you know a, a jolly old uh, <laughs> a predator story set in jolly old England you know it's gr- it's great stuff great great stuff um okay moving on. So that was, where are we now? So we've had Big Game, Bad Blood, Nemesis. Ah, yes. So so the last three stories that I've mentioned, uh, recently they brought out a comic called 
Hunters. So this is number two on my list. Um, so Hunters was written by Chris Warner and art by Francisco Ruiz Velasco. Um, now this is the most modern um, Predator comic and it is the best one I've read as well in the recent years. And what it does, which is great by the way, is it pulls from all these old stories. The ones I've just mentioned, all of those characters, you know, in some way have something to play within this story so so for example enoch enoch is back and one of the survivors from bad blood is there and also we have the the descendant of captain soames basically all have decided that they want to hunt predators they want to be the hunters they are going to hunt them down and and nakai is a bit like because they go to nakai first and they're like you know, I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm not really a soldier anymore. I, you know, I, I defeated that thing, but it was a long time ago. They kicked me out of the army, you know, and, and, and I was only interested in killing those things. Everybody else wanted the technology and the all the other stuff, like, for to make money or to do something else or to make a profit out of it. And these guys are like, no, no, no. If we take the technology, it's purely to kill more of these things. We're, we're literally soldiers who have survived encounters with these things and, and have history with these things, and we just want them dead. So they form this new crack squad, uh, and basically they get, they get a kind of a ping or something. Oh, that's it. The story starts off with three guys um, who are let out of a cage uh, with swords. Um, the swords left for them, and they have to basically escape the predators. The predators are having a little game uh, and and he manages just barely to escape with his life and then I think he dies but he mentions and describes the predators describes what they look like so then this new crack squad head over to this kind of this Hawaiian island and and they're going in they go over to the island that's next to it uh, which is inhabited by people inhabited by a group of people but there's something not quite right about this group of people and and they're they're linked to the island. They're linked to the predators. Um, is slowly revealed again. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this one too much because it's quite a recent one as well. But there's there's a really interesting kind of the predators on the island have been there so long. They've kind of become all the technology's gone. There's no power left, so they're they're left to kind of like uh, classic weapons. So they've only got like swords and spears and bow and arrows and that sort of thing. And even their masks, even those those bio masks they have, are made of wood and things like that. If they even wear those masks, and the yeah, it's it's really good. The artwork is go absolutely gorgeous. And it, again, really really good. I I love the fact that they pulled from continuity. I I'm a I'm a real continuity whore. Um, sometimes I think continuity can get in the way of a good story, but sometimes I think it only enhances it. You know, only enhances that story. And I go, yeah, I know that. And that links to this and that links to that. You know, I'm a massive fan of that. If you can pull from something that I've read prior or, you know, that's that's what I think is so wonderful about comic book universes is the is that everybody, anything can happen. Anything could have happened. You could reference anything at any time. You can pull characters out of obscurity. You can put them back, you know. That's why I love comic books so much. There's, there's 
you can tell literally any story within that framework. I, I mean, it's the same with novels, I know, and various other things, but... You know, it's very rare that a, like a novel series would get to the point where everything, every your every other novel will interact ever. You know, even Stephen King hasn't done that. He's had a bit of kind of teasers and crossovers and stuff, but that doesn't very rarely happens in a novel. But yeah, so this is this is the most modern story. If you're looking for like a modern story to go with, this is the one for you. It's called Hunters. I know there's a sequel, and I think a third one has just come out quite recently as well. Again, I've not read those, but I definitely will. I'm going to get them next time they're on sale or I can find them. Uh, I will be getting those. And and it's so, so good. And again, it's like a nice spin. Again, it's not, you know, strictly you know, mano y mano again, it's, it's got something different about it. And you've got to, I think you've got to play with that. If it's just like another modern day, you know, a man fighting another predator. Yeah, I know I've seen it, but add some more story elements, make it more interesting, do something else with it, you know? Uh, And I think all these stories do that. Uh, And my final choice, my final, final choice for Predator Comics. So this is Hell Come A-Walkin' um, from Omnibus Volume 4. So this is by Nancy Collins and with art by Dean Ormston. Again, another great story set in a different era. So this is set in the American Civil War. So you've got a group of um, Confederacy and, and another from the, the Union. And they are currently trying to t- um, basically move a cannon into position but they're having to take you through some like marshland and stuff um and then they realize that another group of the other group of soldiers is there and then they start shooting each other uh, and fighting and they start hiding and kind of waiting waiting each other out hoping that you know one will give up sooner or surrender or something but then all of a sudden the confederate army sees the predator and it sees it kill one of their teammates and they come they come in you know with open arms to the union soldiers and they say right i know we've got our issues i know we don't agree but there's something worse out there there is something worse there is literally a devil out there the devil is out there and he wants our souls and it's it's really really good again another quite short story like relatively short but all the characters are really well fully formed. Like they've all got their own issues. They're all got their own reasons for joining, um, you know, the union or the confederacy. You know, their backstories are really fascinating. Like some one of the confederate soldiers had had the union soldiers did some awful stuff uh, to his father and that made, and his brother and that made him join. If you some of the language might be offensive to some people, um, you know, it, it's quite sensitive topic. Obviously, a lot of race. Uh, racial slurs are thrown about um but obviously that is of the time and it's of um the era um but i can understand if people would would take take issue with it um but this is a very good story and again it's this could be a movie so easily this is such this would make such a great movie it's just i don't know mate I, th- I think this is yeah this is my favorite one i have to admit this is my favorite one because it's just got lot of elements it's got enemies coming together it's got the historical aspect it's got the these demonic backstories or these urban legends again describing what the predator could be and seeing what he looks like but there's um there's there's a black soldier um and the confederate soldier basically the leaders of both both sides and even they come to a kind of mutual understanding even though obviously there's 
a lot of bad blood between them. Yeah, no pun, in, no pun intended. That's that's that makes it all the more interesting, and and they have to work together to kill this thing, which is and the artwork is so dark and 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 foreboding, and it's 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 like a kind of backwards horror movie, but it it works so well and it's fun. And, and I couldn't put this one down. I really couldn't. I really, really enjoyed this one. A fascinating, fascinating read. I just, I just really liked it. All these stories, all these stories are great. Again, I don't want to spoil it too much because I think people should go out and read them. All of these are great. Really, really fun books. The, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there's as many decent stories as there are for um, Alien, but again. Still, a lot of fun can be had, and 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 you can get a lot out of it. Okay, I think I'm think I'm pretty much done with that. Again, I'm, I, I know this. I know I went on a bit longer with the with the Alien comics, but I think there's a lot more I can say, uh, and I like them a hell of a lot more uh, than the Predator comics. Again, I love these. Don't get me wrong, I love these, the ones I've picked. But again, I I feel like a lot of them are kind of missing something. That the this there's something about the Alien franchise which just it's just grander in scheme. It's grander in ideas. There's more to it. Um, and again, I think there's there's potential to do with the, with the Predator series, sort of. But but it's not been... They've not dug deep enough for me just yet. Um, but I'm going to go through a few honourable mentions. So I'm going to mention the... Uh, so Dutch's brother in the first, the, the first three series, kind of mini-series that the Dark Horse produced about Predator were Concrete Jungle, Cold War and Dark River. Now these all feature Dutch's twin brother. Um, he's the hero of, of that story. Um, and he's trying to find out what happened to his brother. He, he digs deep and he finds that there's aliens. Um, the first one is set in a city, and it, I think uh, there was a lot of inspiration taken from that and used in Predator 2. Uh, Cold War, the Predators crash land in Siberia, I think. Um, they Obviously, they don't like cold weather, and that's that's kind of where that is. that idea was put in place. Um, and then Dark River takes him back to the scene and the, the area of, of the first movie. I'm, blanking where that is in the film um and that's in a that's in volume one that's pretty much almost the entirety of volume one of the omnibus for predator um invaders from the fourth dimension um is another another this one i really came really close to being included um it's set in the 50s and basically there's a movie coming out called invaders of the fourth dimension and it's all very gimmicky it's very uh william castle inspired so he used to have all the gimmicks like vibrating chairs and smell vision and all that sort of stuff he used to do all those kind of things just to get people butts on seats um and that's what happened here basically it's all about um this child um takes these 3d glasses from the movie because it's gonna be a 3d movie and wears them all day and he turns turns out these 3d it's a really fun story it's stupid um it's not you know it's not it's probably not everyone's cup of tea but i really enjoyed the the setting of it again setting it in the past do it and he can the 3D glasses can kind of he can see a cloaked predator. So the visually he can see um, he can see the predator when he's cloaked. Uh, so he's nobody else believes him, and there's just people like he's just running away from the predator. I think he managed to steal some grenades from the predator as well. It's a fun story. It's silly. It's it's very tongue in cheek. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that one, so it came very close to being on the on the list. Uh, Race War is quite an interesting one. That is set. I know it's another crack squad who wants to hunt down predators, and he um, 
it ends up being set on in a prison and there's a lot of kind of stuff a lot of tension um and again it's kind of similar to to hell come a walk in a bit so like you know everyone has to team up despite differences and despite you know racial tension um 1718 i mentioned uh, that's on volume two so invaders from the fourth dimension volume two race war volume two 1718 volume two as well uh kindred's an interesting one it's kind of about a kid sees his abusive father get killed and then he wants to kind of almost become the predator starts dressing up like him and then another one turns up and he he kind of has to kill it that's his thing he's he feels like he has to kill it uh also in volume three along with kindred is strange rue um it's just kind of set in the louisiana bayou um again it's a short story don't want to ruin too much but it's got a fantastic ending uh and the final one i don't really like to include crossovers in these lists since i'm i'm talking purely about predator but i have to mention Batman versus Predator is probably one of the best crossovers, along with Robocop versus Terminator. Batman versus Predator is just fantastic. It's one of the Cubits draws it, and it's written by Dave Gibbons, so you know it's going to be good. Um, just like, just like um, the one of the Alien books, uh, Salvation, that we talked about last time. Um, fantastic, really, really, really good. Um, I don't know what much more I can say about this. I think those are your Predators. I've been really enjoying the. Um, the predator game the hunting grounds uh, predator hunting grounds um i had a lot of a lot of fun with that that's by the same team that does um ilphonic so they're the same team that did friday the 13th which is another excellent game i've been playing recently it's really fun you get to either play as a fire team which is kind of like you get there's four of you and you play like this crack squad of soldiers you have to go in and complete a mission it's sometimes it's like um, you've got to like bomb an area or you've got to stop these drugs from being sold or plant a bomb or things like that um, but it's really fun you could, you also get to play as the predator and, and as you go along and as you get better and, and get more experience you earn more powers you earn more custom custom items uh, and yeah I do apologise for the for my sniffliness I'm not uh, I've got a bit of a sniffle today I don't know why don't ask me why hopefully I'm not infected <laughs> I certainly hope not. But yeah, so um, that's a really fun game. Um, I recommend it. it's all online. If you if you enjoy playing online, it's cool. But yeah, like, you you get to use uh, old painless. Um, the music's there. You get a sense of it. You're in the jungles. You get you use mud to cover yourself and hide yourself from the predator. Um, you know you can use. Uh, the only thing it doesn't have is like uh, is like a rich, little Richard song, which I really would have liked if it still had. Uh, it's not good to call it Miss Molly. It's the other one. I think that would have that would have added to it more. But yeah, you can get you get the hats and things and the various items from various films. Again, you can customize your predator. You get some really cool masks. Um, you can try. To, you can look at. You've got different types of people as well. You can play as like a scout, a recon, or a support, or just a general kind of uh, infantry trooper. Um, it's the same with predators. So if you're a scout, you're a little bit quicker, but you've got less health. Um, if you're like a tank, you've got more health, but you can't move around as fast. Um, Customise, you can have a female predator, you can have a male predator, female soldier, male soldier. Um, you can change change everything about them. Mask, skin, different face paints, um, hats, balaclavas, masks, you name it. You've got a whole kit and caboodle. Loads of great weapons like M50s, chain guns, sniper rifles, pistols, machine guns. A lot of fun. And and yeah, it's a blast. It's a blast. Um, I really recommend it as a game. I think it's a lot of fun. It's not the best shooter, technically. doesn't look the best, but it's just fun. 
it's just fun and it's it's quick and easy most missions are only about 20 minutes i, th- I think the time limit is about 20 minutes playing the predator is is tricky but it is good once you get a kind of handle on it i need to play as the predator a bit more but i've been more interested in kind of upgrading the weapons and various you can't upgrade your predator weapons you can they're only you know you can only customize your body and the way you look um you can't really upgrade the weapons you can change the color of the weapons and the shading of the weapons but it's really really fun um and obviously so you get all the elements of those classic predator films especially the first one um you play the team and again you've got all the music you can hear all the sounds uh, all the sounds are so good as well you've got the noises of the predator you've got the, the noise of the cloak coming on and off the the thermal imaging going on and off you know great stuff it's it's a it's an absolute love letter to those films so um and that's kind of what inspired me to look at these comics again um like i said in the last one playing terminator playing this and um, playing alien isolation as well uh, really inspired me to get back stuck into these um and I'm, i hope you guys get stuck into them too because i think they are they are really good uh they're really really good books um Again, all those other honourable mentions are just as good. I wouldn't mention them otherwise. Um, get stuck into those as well. But these, those five I've mentioned, check out maybe the Hunters 2 and 3 as well, because I, I know I will. <laughs> and I'm going to come back. Uh, I'm either going to do Terminator. I think I'll do Terminator next, and then give us a little break from from the Alien stuff, and then come back with Alien vs. Predator. I've got a few more things. I'm currently off at the moment, so I'm going to try and get maybe two podcasts out a week if at a push um maybe a one with a guest and one by myself um so we'll see we'll see but um i'm keeping well i hope you guys are staying safe uh and i hope these hopefully these these podcasts are helping you um keep regular and keep um you know keep everything together if you need to if you need to talk or you want to you want to request anything um while i'm off do it and i'll try my best to try and jump on that and do something i've got a few coming up i've got quite a few kind of top five videos coming up so so we should have a lot of fun with those uh, i'm doing a lot of comic space stuff because i haven't done a lot of comic space stuff for a while and you know how much i love comics <laughs> and the the dying industry um hopefully it doesn't die i'm sure it won't go away forever perhaps perhaps amid all this we may only get digital comics from now on potentially which would be sad but i kind of i i would understand if that was the case but i hope that this marvel dc idea comes off because i really really want to see some marvel versus marvel dc crossovers again um because i used to love those i thought they were i thought they were great um had a lot of fun with those um i could pro- i should probably still see if i can get some of them uh some of the older ones Anyway, this has been me. I've talked far too long about about Predator and stuff and and all this other stuff. But yeah, keep keep good guys. Um, I'll keep I'll keep doing what I'm doing because if I didn't, I'd probably go a bit mad. Sat in my house all this time. Keep busy. Keep active. Do what you need to do. Uh, send all my love to everybody. Hope you guys are good. So this is me signing out. So as per usual, I'll tell you where you can find me. Um, so you can find me at Secret Balls. So that's at Secret Balls on Facebook. It's at Dan underscore Balls on Twitter. Instagram, Spider Dan Secret Balls. And the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, many, many more. And if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash spider down the secret balls and if you're going to interact with us don't forget to use the hashtag 
prepare for prattle. Remember to like, share, subscribe, all those cool things. All right, guys, much like the Predator, I'm going to disappear. Goodbye.